0: Welcome to the channel of Anna Purdue. Look for the link below the podcast and make sure to upload the podcast so you can multitask while hearing the message. And you can also look for the link and um, once you open it up, you can scroll over and select your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, or Google, and just look for the channel Anna Purdue. A huge shout out to Angela E., Jolie R., Leonard L., Jody F., and Rodney T. for your donations to the channel. If you're interested in helping this channel, you can do so by clicking the donation link found on my website at annapurdue.com. In the last podcast, I spoke about the CRISPR babies that were created by a Chinese scientist. An outrage still continues to grow over this news that this Chinese scientist, He Jin Ku claims to have used gene editing technology called CRISPR-Cas9 to create embryos that he then transferred into a woman resulting in the birth of twin girls. His stated goal was to give these girls genetic immunity to HIV, but experts say they unnecessarily put their lives in danger by using a tool that could cause unwanted and unforeseen alterations in other parts of their genetic code in ways that could be passed down to the girl's future descendants. Word of his experiment spread just as the world's top gene editing scientists gathered along with Jen Koov in Hong Kong for the second international summit on gene Uh, human gene editing to discuss, among other things, the thorny ethical implications of the technology. A committee of more than a dozen of those scientists released a consensus statement condemning uh, Jankov's deeply disturbing news. They also called for an independent review to assess exactly what he and his team had done. The 2018 consensus statement also confirmed the summit's initial stance first published in 2015 that genetic editing on sperm, egg, or embryo cells that go on to become pregnancies is still too risky to attempt and that there are too many unknowns. For those who missed the previous podcast, I will briefly recap this technology and what it's about. crispr Cas9 forms the basis of a tool used to make genetic alterations in G- DNA. It is not the world's first gene editing tool, but it is the cheapest, easiest, most accessible, and supposedly the most accurate one to date. CRISPR Cas9 itself is a component of the immune systems of bacteria. CRISPR stands for Clustered, Regularly Interspaced, Short, palindromic repeats which is a mouthful of a term scientists use to describe particular types of dna sequence present in bacterial genomes the sequences act as genetic memory banks that bacteria use to protect themselves from invaders like viruses The first time a virus invades a bacterium, the bacterium stores a snippet of the virus's genome in its own and transcribes it into strands of RNA that will recognize the viral DNA if it invades again. In that case, those RNA strands direct special enzymes called CRISPR-assisted proteins, which is also known as Cas and that is to the known DNA snippet in the invading virus. The enzyme goes to work to chop up the DNA, deactivating the threat, or what they consider the threat. Genetic scientists harness the seek-and-destroy mechanism to make targeted changes in the DNA. MIT scientist Fungon, who was integral in developing CRISPR-Cas9 applications for use in plant, animal, and human cells, compares CRISPR-Cas9 to a tool that can find and replace typos in a Word document. Yeah, he's reduced us to a Word document. (laughs) Anyway, first... CRISPR finds the mistake that needs to be fixed and then the enzyme Cas9 cuts it out and replaces it with a new word. To use CRISPR-Cas9 to edit a strand of DNA in a cell or animal, a scientist first creates a small circle of DNA that includes the genetic code for bacterial Cas9 and instructions for the cell to produce many copies of the enzyme. She inserts that circle of DNA called an Expression Plasmid into the cell along with another plasmid loaded with information about the genetic sequence she wants the Cas9 protein to find in the genome. The second plasmid will be de- transcribed into strands of RNA which will guide the Cas9 enzymes to the target gene in the cell's DNA. Together, they find the targeted gene sequence and snip it out. Depending on the scientist's goals, she can either hope the cell takes it upon itself to repair the snipped DNA, leaving a double helix devoid of the targeted gene sequence, or she can inject a new strand of DNA that she wants the cell to use in place of the snipped DNA, The uses of this genetic tool are practically limitless, said Josephine Johnson, director of research at the Hastings Center, a bioethics research institute. Its potential applications are gigantic, said Johnson. This is something that can be used in bacteria or fish or mosquitoes or farm animals or humans. (laughs) These people truly believe they can play God. They go on to say, take wildlife conservation. Invading predator animals like rodents and possums have decimated New Zealand's vibrant and diverse local bird species conservationists in that country are excited about the possibility of using CRISPR-Cas9 to introduce a genetic code into the rat population that would make it more difficult for them to reproduce, thereby driving down their numbers and giving the birds a chance to repopulate. <laughs> Isn't this what was taking place in the days of Noah? Public health researchers also wonder if they can use CRISPR-Cas9 to make it more difficult for mosquitoes to spread devastating diseases like malaria or Zika virus to human beings, either by making mosquitoes resistant to the disease itself, or by simply altering their genetic code so that they stop reproducing altogether. Yikes, they got me on that one. I don't like mosquitoes. But... We still don't need to mess with creation because with wide-ranging possibi- possibilities come serious concerns. Mm-hmm. Scientist He Jankov outraged the gene editing community with his announcement that he had used CRISPR-Cas9 to edit two, two embryos and then transferred them to become pregnancies. Genetic editing on sperm, egg, or embryo cells called germline editing is what the world's scientists and governments most concerned about this technology. This is because any alterations in these cells' genes will not only alter the DNA of that future person, but the DNA of all of their future descendants, too. Is this how the Nephilim rebound after the Great Flood? It certainly seems plausible. And because the technique is new, there's no telling what unforeseen consequences this could mean for genetically altered babies and the societies they live in. Will these babies grow to become giants? Will they run the earth after their deaths as demons? In an interview with Boston Public Radio station WBUR, CRISPR pioneer Zhang explained some of the potential health problems with twin babies that they may encounter because of their altered genes. Zhang said that CRISPR-Cas9 has been observed as to occasionally edit genes that weren't the original target. So, he may have altered more than he intended. And when I say he, I'm talking about Genkouvre. There's also the fact that genes may sometimes play several roles and an alteration to create one effect may have an unintended consequence in those other roles. For instance, the AP story that first broke, Jen Koob's news notes that the gene he altered in the two embryos to make them resistant to HIV may have also made the children more prone to dying from the flu or getting West Nile virus. Many worry that using CRISPR-Cas9 for germline editing will lead to so-called designer babies engineered with what Johnson calls sociably valuable traits like IQ or athletic ability or men of renown like giants. There will be companies marketing those kinds of services in the future, and it will be very difficult for prospective parents to navigate those efforts, she said. So, it's super important to be talking about this now and trying to flesh out the arguments for and against enhancement purposes. (laughs) How about talking about scrapping this project altogether, like forever? Jean called for a global moratorium on using the tool to create any more human embryos that will then be used in a pregnancy. The consensus statement is also clear that if scientists use CRISPR-Cas9 on human embryos, they shouldn't be transferred to a woman to establish a pregnancy like this, this, uh, the way it was done in the lab with Jean Cove. As scary as is intended, consequences may be if CRISPR-Cas9 research continues to the point where those kinds of safety issues are ironed out. Johnson believes that society will find it relatively easy to approve of gene editing techniques to cure serious diseases that have no other medical therapy. Indeed, most Americans already say that gene editing to cure or avoid a serious disease is an appropriate use of the tool. Ha! I disagree 100%. We should never interfere with DNA. We have everything we need in nature. It's the wicked scientists and elitists who have blocked the necessary treatments for mankind in addition to creating illnesses for financial gain. This claim that CRISPR-Cas9 will be great for medical therapy, it does not hold water. Another excuse for this wicked therapy that has most ignorant people excited is its potential to use in people with rare and incurable genetic diseases. The hope that CRISPR-Cas9 could be the key to a cure by simply editing out the origin of the problem. People, the origin of all health problems is caused by these very scientists that are creating this dreadful treatment. But then, On the other hand, there are some situations where I'm less inclined to pass judgment on those involved in this project. Deborah Miller, CEO of the organization Cure Duchenne, started the investment group after her son was diagnosed with Duchenne, a kind of muscular dystrophy caused by a defect in the gene responsible for producing the protein dystrophin. Without dystrophin, muscles slowly waste away, becoming weaker and more fragile. Cure Duchenne has helped raise funding for research into the use of CRISPR-Cas9 to find the mutated gene and correct it. A paper on the use of this gene therapy in animals published last October found that this particular use of CRISPR-Cas9 restored dystrophin levels in the heart of one dog to 92% of normal levels. This is significant because most people with Duchenne tend to die in their late teens or early 20s from either cardiac or respiratory failure. Miller's son is 21. CRISPR-Cas9 has the potential to really cure some of these awful diseases that have plagued humanity for years, Miller said. Many cancers are genetically driven, and single-gene disorders like Huntington's disease, Fragile X syndrome, and cystic fibrosis are either devastating or cause early death. Miller, whose son's life may depend on finding a gene therapy for Duchenne, fears that Jincube's experiment on the twin girls will spark a global backlash against all uses of CRISPR-Cas9. The concern for a lot of us, though, who are in this position, who see a potential cure for our kids on the horizon, is that if someone messes up with CRISPR, it could affect all this good work that's been going on for rare fatal diseases, she said. Sadly, I personally think the short term benefits for these people will not be worth the long term consequences. Messing with the DNA is just not an option that's worth taking chances. On November twenty-fifth, 2018, the young Chinese researcher, He Yenchu became the center of the global firestone when it emerged that he had allegedly made the first CRISPR-edited babies, the twin girls named Lula and Nana. Antonio Regalado, uh, L- whoo, broke the story for MIT Technology Review, and he himself described the experiment for an international gene-editing summit in Hong Kong. After his talk, he revealed that another early pregnancy is underway, and it is still unclear if Genkoov did what he claims to have done. Nevertheless, the reaction was swift and negative. The CRISPR pioneer, Jennifer Dudna says she was horrified in fact, even disgraced NIH director Francis Collins said the experiment was profoundly disturbing. Julian Savulescu, an ethicist who had described gene editing research as a moral necessity, described Jean Couve's work as monstrous. Such a strong reaction is understandable, given the many puzzling and worrying details about the experiment. Even without any speculation about designer babies and Gattaca-like futures that may or may not come to pass, the details about what has already transpired are galling enough. If you wanted to create the worst possible scenario for introducing the first gene-edited babies into the world, it is difficult to imagine how you could improve on this 15-part farce. The t- this type of dangerous science could easily happen again with another rogue scientist. In 2017, the world learned that a group of scientists had resurrected a virus called horsepox. Several researchers and ethicists criticized that work, arguing it would make it easier for others to recreate the related and far more dangerous smallpox virus. Regardless of the risk or merits of the experiment, it reveals a vulnerability at the heart of modern science. That is, small groups of researchers can make virtually unilateral decisions about experiments that have potentially global consequences and that everyone else only learns about after the fact. he Jin experiment reveals that vulnerability in the starkest possible light. It's time to put the strictest restrictions on these scientists who are trying to make a name for themselves, forsaking all humanity. The world has had enough of their madness. There are three main applications for CRISPR. One is in manipulating genes to turn them on or off within people. Another is to create medications that can be infused, or in some cases, self-therapy, taking blood and certain cells out of a body, manipulating them with CRISPR, and then putting them back in. The third, which is sometimes overlooked, is actually in farming both farming with animals as well as farming with crops. And in fact, the application of CRISPR to foods has already been done. There are companies that have already been using CRISPR to create enhanced foods to resist bacteria or viruses, to create even better tasting foods, and that's already been done. Similarly, the application of CRISPR to animals has already been done. They actually call them CRISPR mice, and they're already being used in the research community. The ability to apply it to larger animals, such as food animals, is in the very near future. Both Moderna and Pfizer manufactured puncture modalities for the current world sickness that are the novel mRNA type. mRNA puncture modalities are more like a USB device the mRNA, that is inserted into a computer, your body. It does not impact the hard drive of the computer, but runs a certain program. The big question now is, who wrote the program for the World's Sickness Puncture Modalities? What does the program actually do, aside from what it's already advertised? Can we write our own program? Or, are we left in the mercy of the manufacturers to write the most beneficial instruction into the mRNA puncture modalities that the state is coercively forcing the population to poison themselves with? Is there a periodic update to the mRNA software? Another notable problem would be the specific specificity of the technology. For example... When used as a puncture modality, it can, ad- it can address only one type of sickness. This means that they'll keep on puncturing us well into the future, which gives them unlimited power over our own bodies. They also said that even with successful mass sickness puncture modalities, we still can't get rid of the face coverings and spacing apart from other humans and loved ones. They really think we are that stupid. What everyone needs to realize is whatever the genetic engineers are trying to accomplish to justify their gene modification misadventures is already being done by the body itself. Our own body has been responding to all types of stresses it is subjected to in real time. There's no need To modify or enhance it in any way at the genetic level. Our bodies have been designed by an amazing Father Creator who made our bodies capable of adjusting and healing in a way no scientist can ever compete. In spite of the bioweapons they prepare in our food, that they feed our livestock, or that they pour into our open skies, we are capable of healing. Look around. There are plants, most call weeds, that can help us overcome any disease the enemy sprays on us. Start learning all you can about the healing properties of plant life in your area. The Third World War is not what we thought. It is one of poison for profit and schemes to control every person in the world. Do not Comply.